This is Nightmares of the Americas, Indigenous Tales. The show will start in three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to Nightmares of the Americas, Indigenous Tales. I'm Joseph. And I'm Gabriel. How you doing today, Gabe? I am rejuvenated. I feel 10, ti- 10, ti- 10 years younger. Wow. So you're a babe. I'm a babe. He's a babe. I'm feeling great this week. How about you? Man, I'm I'm the opposite. My knees are cracking. Oh, my, I'm sorry. My back's hurting. <laughs> so you're dying like, and I'm barely being born. I feel like I am my age. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Wow. You need With a... about six years uh, in the military, hmm. jumping and kicking and being a dumbass. That's well, you, what I feel like right you now. You need to not do that. Just You tried not doing that? Um, you know what? <laughs> like our dad says, did you try not to do that? <laughs> I, I didn't. Oh. I think he has everything solved. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, my leg hurts. Have you tried it? Uh, not hurting. You just told it not to hurt. Manifest it. Oh, here we go. So it doesn't hurt. Actually <laughs> now I, hold on. Huh? Amazing. Oh, I feel great. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm feeling amazing today. So as we record this. Mm-hmm. It is not Thanksgiving yet. However, when this no. comes out, Thanksgiving is past. Yeah, we're going to time travel into the future. The way, way back machine. All <laughs> well, the way forward machine. We're going forward. It's a Twin Peaks. The, yeah. the uh, what is it? The, the, the lodge. lodge. Yep. Yeah. We're hitting oh, 88 man. miles per hour. We're just going to zoom into the future. Ooh, back to. Oh, God. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Not this. We're episode. in California, but I don't smoke that wacky tobacco. Oh, lame. I have a job <laughs> and I can't do that. So I'm sorry, guys. I am also sober. From marijuana. <laughs> From marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. hope you guys had a very good Thanksgiving. If or if not, you don't believe in that. I don't really care. I hope you guys had a great week. Hope yeah. you guys spent time with your families, enjoyed your families, friends, the people you chose to be with. Mm-hmm. Because we don't get to choose our families, but we do get to choose, choose the people that we that were around. And I choose to be around the best people. Oh, I, thank you. Oh, your family, though. <laughs> oh. Don't tell him. All right. So we have an opening for a new host <laughs> on Nightmares of the American Indigenous Tales. Um, send your resume. Ruse. Samolio, that's a portfolio resume. Oh, yeah. To info at beholdnetwork.com. <laughs> no, we're not, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, he's okay. He's here. He's here, folks. Sorry, yeah. guys. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I didn't quit. So, we hope you guys had a really good time. We spent, a, we're going to spend a lot of time with our family, mm-hmm. some family from out of town. So, it's going to be really cool. We're going to take a ton of pictures. They're going to chill at our house. We're just going to have the best time. So, I am super excited for this week. Short week at work, all the other stuff. I know oh, you don't yeah. really care about get, it, but I get two days off. Oh man, it's gonna be so awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna throw all of our food in a big hole and then we're gonna bury it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say just throw it all in a blender and no, drink we're it gonna up. throw it in a big hole. We're gonna throw it in a deep pit. We'll take some pictures, post it on the instas instas, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll even do the TikToks. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, you could do a TikTok on that, huh? Yeah, I don't I know got... how TikTok works, guys. Sorry, I'm I'm old. Um, but Gabe knows he's got, a yeah. he's a TikTokist. I think yeah. Some of our listeners actually follow my personal TikTok, not my not cool. our podcast TikTok. I think they found us through there. So thank you for listening. I just have two bonfires on mine because that was <laughs> the only thing I learned, and that was in Georgia. So sorry, guys. Oh, but that's... yeah, we'll 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 do like a TikTok thing, and maybe like post a. I think it's a reel. 
That is not on what that is. Instagram. That is on, oh yeah, Instagram. Yes, yes. God. On MySpace. <laughs> on I knew, oh, dude. I was a coder. I knew MySpace like crazy. Oh yeah, that was, yeah. That was man. Good times. Well, that was that was before I got into the war. <laughs> it really was. But hey, guys, it's fun. So we'll post some stuff. Let you guys check it out. Let you see the process of us throwing food in a hole and we're going to be a bunch of drunk idiots and it's going to be amazing. So we hope you had a great time. That's enough with that. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some stickers. Yeah. Let's talk about stickers. We've had, actually we've had some people message us on Instagram asking about stickers. They were worried that we ran out. Oh, I got to get that. I got to get it going. That's all. That's my bad. If you haven't had us, if you sent in an email Mm -hmm. and you haven't had a sticker yet, and it's been over like a week, Mm -hmm. please resend the email because we get a lot of emails Mm -hmm. and it kind of gets lost in the mix. So I've been tagging them and trying to get them out because my wife is the one who's sending them out. So if, if, if you haven't had one yet, please don't give up on us. We will send you a sticker. Actually just message and say, Hey, I messaged you sent and, um, I didn't get one. I'll send you two. Oh, you get two. Might send you three. Oh, oh, I don't know. You never know. So just just message us because my bad and uh, <laughs> I me- I messed up. That's all they am. My bad. Oh, my bad. So, man, my fault. Gosh. <laughs> so anyway, so just send us those and you will get a sticker. So I'll go over that this week. I have uh, time off this weekend, so I will get everything going. We will send them out to you. Hopefully, you love them. And if you do get a sticker and it is damaged, it. Like at any point, like, Hey, you know, I had a sticker and it peeled off or whatever. Like it just messages again. I'll send you another one. I don't care. Yeah. Cool. So you can get one of these amazing stickers by just amazing. Amazing. You can review us on iTunes, Apple podcasts, give us a five-star review comment. You can comment whatever you want. It could be a really cool comment. It can be, you can tell us that we suck, but as long as it's a comment, it's all good. But please don't. <laughs> yeah, don't do You that. can say Jeepers Creepers, and then Jeepers is going to come out of the woodworks, and he's going to go, oh. my name is not Jeepers Creepers, it's Jeepers. Oh, but you do that, and then you screenshot it, and then you email it at info at behillnetwork.com. Hi, everybody. Oh, God, he's back. <laughs> I think somebody said my name. This guy. <laughs> if you want a sticker of Jeepers, you just got to send my email to Jeepers at BeHillNetwork.com and you can find me on Twitter at Japers. It's like Beetlejuice. Japers, Japers. No. And that's Japers with six J's at Japers (laughs) at TikTok. I mean, not the TikToks, the Twitters. (laughs) So Japers with six J's on Twitter and you can follow me and I'll get you a sticker, I promise. Whoever has... (laughs) That name on Twitter is going to get blown up. Okay, bye, y'all. <laughs> okay, bye, Jeepers. I don't think he has a no. Twitter or TikTok. I think... It's like the Candyman, too. It is. Don't say, say his, his name. name. Yeah. Jeepers do with six J's. It's a little too It much. might be open. It or might. it might be him. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, all you got to do is do that. Send it, Send the email to us. And then once we see it, we will send you a sticker. Ooh, sticky, 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 sticker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Also, you got to have your uh, mailing address and all that good stuff, too. Yeah, you don't have to put your name, though, because we're not creepers. We're not going to creep on you or anything like that. You could put like a... We're not like the Puckwudgie staring in your window. Yeah, he's a creeper. I don't (laughs) want... Don't don't let that guy come over there. He's going to run around. Or what's the other guy that was running... Who was it? Who? The guy jumping on our rooftop. Was that the Puckwudgie? No, that was the the Skinwalker. Ooh. No, we're not supposed to talk about (laughs) Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) And then we're dead. (laughs) <laughs> and don't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
yeah. So go ahead, shoot us all that stuff. You don't have to put your name. We'll just send it to a nano nano, whatever. Mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Yeah. But just send us your address. We will mail it to you. And again, if you haven't got one by now and you did write us, sorry, write us again. Say, hey, you missed me. You know, no worries. We will send you two, three stickers. Just get it out there. That's my bad. Let's talk about merch. We got merch. No, we don't got. Oh, merch. you got me excited. I was like, what did, what did I miss a meeting or what's going on? No, our buddies have merch at indigenous prints and they have amazing shirts and they have hats and they have all kinds of stuff. It's really cool. Check them out, man. They yeah, have really good stuff. They're a native mm-hmm. owned company and they're a cool couple. Yeah. They've been super busy too. They've been posting like they've been going to powwows like every weekend, going to all these events, getting their merch out there. So that's really cool. Yeah. I think they're, uh, there's, they're going to one event this weekend in Fresno, which is really cool. They yeah. have like a car show, native car show for the native American heritage month stuff and really super cool. So, you know, go ahead and support them and you will help us out by supporting them. So yeah. It's super cool. And also if you live in the Dallas Fort Worth area, remember to hit up Amanda Bland at Cupid Suites. And she's Dallas, Fort Worth, all that stuff. She has a bakery. She has cupcakes, cookies, all that good stuff. I thought she was going to be able to come here within a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. but turns out she's too busy because you guys keep hitting her up. That's a good thing, though. It's great for her. Yeah. It's getting that. She's getting that money. So (laughs) go ahead and hit her up. Let her know that. She's rolling in the dough. Oh, Oh. but a bone. Rim shot. Dad joke. Here we go. (laughs) I'll be here all week, folks. No, I won't. (laughs) Okay. So go ahead and let her know that, hey, uh, you know, we met, we have these guys, they're, they're our friends, I'll be your friend, at uh, <laughs> Nightmares of the American Indigenous Tales, and they said, you're the best, because she's the best of the best of the best, mm-hmm. and that's what you want when you're getting all your sweets and party needs. Yes. So go ahead and hit her up, all of her stuff's going to be in the show notes, everything we talk about is going to be in the show notes, so bada bing, bada boom, you got it. So now that all that stuff is done, let's go ahead and talk about what we're talking about today. The Mayan Batman. Oh, bum, bum. Mesoamerica. So what if we told you that Batman was from Mesoamerica? A much darker version of the Dark Knight. A humanoid, a bipedal beast that exists thousands of years ago. Would you believe it? Would you shake in terror? Well, some of you might not. But if you know the legend of Camazots, you just might. Camazots was the Mayan bat god of night, sacrifice, and death. Camazots was said to have the head of a bat, a partial face mask, pointy ears, and the body of a man. Does it mm. sound familiar? A little bit. However, Camazots did not start his tale with the question, you ever dance with the devil by the pale moonlight? <laughs> he was not the Batman. Aww. He is the Batman. Mm. Yeah, here we go, folks. We're talking about a bat god of the Mayan culture. So let's go ahead and get into the Mayan culture. As we do, Mesoamerican Indians occupied continuous territory in southern Mexico, Guatemala, and North Belize. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Mayans were in Mexico. I knew they were in Mexico, but Mm -hmm. I didn't think that they were in Guatemala and North Belize. That far down? Yeah. I thought they were just kind of like in Mexico. So that's really cool that these guys were spread around because it was a big culture. Yeah. As we'll get into. In the early 21st century, some 30 Mayan languages were spoken by more than 5 million people, most of whom were bilingual in Spanish. 
Before Spanish conquest of Mexico and Central America, the Mayan possessed one of the greatest civilizations of the Western Hemisphere. Now, this is all pre, you know, the Spanish coming in and all that crap. Okay. They practiced agriculture, built great stone buildings and pyramid temples, worked gold and copper, and used a form of hieroglyphic writing that has now largely been de- deciphered. That's really cool. They they had all these like little pictures and stuff they drew around, hieroglyphs. Everyone knows what hieroglyphs are. Yeah. So they had all this stuff, and people are like, eh, I don't know what that means, but, you know, we got a bunch of smarty, smarty pants over here, and they're <laughs> going to figure it out. Yeah. So as early as 1500 BCE, that's a long time ago. What is BCE? BCE is... Before... BCE stands for Before Common Era. Oh, okay. Right? This is crazy. So they developed agriculture based on the cultivation of corn, maize. <laughs> maize. We're talking about maize again. You got to love it. Maize. Beans and squash. Hmm. What does that sound like? Deliciousness. The Three Sisters. Oh, yeah. The Three Sisters. Wow. By 600 CE, Common Era, um, Sweet Manoic, I don't know what the heck that is, was also grown. Hmm. So it's like another like uh, agriculture thing. They began to build ceremonial centers. And by 200 CE, Common Era, these had developed into cities containing temples, pyramids, places, courts for playing ball, and plazas. So let's talk about the ball game. A lot of people know this ball game. What was the one movie? Um, it's a Disney movie. Because you know uh, Disney always does everything. Space and- Jam. No. Well, welcome to the jam. <laughs> you want to jam? <laughs> no, that, not that ball game. Get up, you wanna <laughs> not that ball game? No, that's like, uh, that's booty music from the 90s. Oh, booty that's music. That's that booty music. Everyone from the 90s, you know that booty music. You got to get that. to my playlist. You have to. Booty music, bo- download. Spotify, it'll get it. <laughs> no, this was the one where they, um, what was that damn movie? Oh, uh, the, the Road to El Dorado. The Road to El Dorado. So you see them playing the... The game and they're hitting with their hips mm-hmm. and they're trying to get and so everyone has their own kind of thoughts about that like you're gonna get sacrificed maybe maybe not <laughs> so let's get into the ball game it's really cool the, the Mayan ball game was played by all cultures in the region so it wasn't only the Mayans who were playing it it was all the natives that were around that same area that were playing the ball game interesting so this was like early football yeah they had like hey all right so over here in this corner we have the mayans <laughs> and then blah, 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 that's because they talk real fast i don't know what oh that means. yeah they talk yeah. really fast. and this these are <sighs> another tribe i didn't look them up <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> so they all one of those guys they all like play this game so they have their own you know they, they all follow the same rules so the mayan ball game goes back 3500 years jesus yeah america what America, we're babies. Yeah. We don't exist. Mm-mm. We are so insignificant, it's not even funny. But everyone thinks, oh, the U.S., oh, we're we're the power. Shut up. We're not. Don't. <laughs> just, I, great. We, we live in an awesome country. We have freedom. A lot yeah. of countries have great freedom. We're great. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not talking bad about America. I'm just saying everyone thinks that, oh, we're always going to exist. The government's going to burst through our door right now and shut us down. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Get on the ground. Oh, man. Here we go. Put them up. But 3,500 years, huge deal. So making it the first organized game 
in the history of sports. So I thought you were saying the history, well, the history of the world. Yeah. As far as so, we it's know. a yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Minds love the game, and everyone played it at various times. But it also held deep religious ritual meanings, you know, for the for the tribe. Hmm. For that reason, it was sometimes played just as a game. With lots of gambling on the teams, so these guys were over here. They were just <laughs> moving. Hey, you know, blue team right here. Gotcha. We, you know, twenty five on this. Oh, we're gonna put some chocolate on this guy. I don't know what they bartered with. So, so we got some gold. We got some copper. They got all this stuff. <laughs> At other times, the game became ritual with the city rulers playing captive warriors in rigged ritual games. So they would capture guys and they would rig it. That's not fair. And they're like, hey, we got them. The captives would lose the game, and then they would be sacrificed. So this thing was set up. It's like the Russians. The Russians are over there going, you must talk to the Kremlin. And they always get a confession. (laughs) The Kremlin always gets a confession. Hmm. So most but not all Mayan cities had a ball court, many of them more than one. These dudes were just like, it's like a basketball court. They're Mm -hmm. out there just hanging out like, hey, we got all these ball courts. 1,300 ball courts. Wow. are scattered throughout Mesoamerica. And all of them have the same eye shape. That is like two sloping walls for the ball to bounce on and a long, narrow playing field and two end zones. Guatemala, home of the earliest Mayan cities, holds over 500 ball courts alone. That's a lot of balls. They balling. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Well, no one really knows the exact rules of the Mayan ball game. Spaniards who saw the Aztec games in the 1500s because mm-hmm. the Aztecs were involved in these games too. Oh, you know what's cool? I because I just watched uh, the movie that just came out. They show this spoilers, spoilers. Sorry, they show this in the movie. Oh, really? The ball game? Yeah, they show they're oh. underwater, but they do show it's like a, a hoop looking thing attached to a wall, a and sloping wall. Yeah, with and two then ends. there's two people on each side, and they're kind of hitting the ball with their hip, like back and forth. Yeah, really cool. So that's what I'm going to get into. So Mm -hmm. this was in the 1500s. So they they reported that two teams of two to five people had to keep the ball in the air without using their hands or feet. Mm Because I was thinking, oh, you just kick it or whatever. No, you got to use your shins, Mm -hmm. your hips, your shoulders, but your elbow, but you can't use your hands and feet. What about your head? I think you use your head because there's no hands and feet. Hmm. They hit the ball with their upper arms, thighs, or hips. The rubber balls they used were various weights and sizes, from the size of a softball to a soccer ball. So I don't know why, but I can I mean, imagine playing that with a softball. That's so small. Solid rubber balls were heavy, up to eight or nine pounds. So it's a dang bowling ball that bounces. So these guys were ripped. Oh, yeah. They could cause serious injury or <laughs> death. People would die playing this. You kick it with your knee, and all of a sudden, dude gets hit in the jaw. You take his head off, and now he's dead. You're like, well, we won. This is my court, and you're dead. Yeah. This is, <laughs> yeah. They come out there. Man, so cool. Around AD 1200, stone circles with a hole in the middle were attached high up on walls on the ball court up to six meters high while getting a ball through the hole was rare. If a player got the ball through the hole, it was an instant win. Oh, so that's how like often they didn't make it in the hole. No, (laughs) most of the time you're kicking this ball around. You don't get it in the hole. That's crazy. So the point system was totes weird. That's that was the setup for the Mayan ball game. Besides games just for fun and athletes, ceremonial games carried a great deal of religious significance acting out creation, the creation myth, or keeping the sun and moon in their like accustomed orbits. Mm-hmm. Well, modern readers may put much weight on the game or whatever like that to the Mayans. It was just a matter of life or death. 
and one of the reasons for human sacrifice. The gods needed human blood and hearts to keep the sun and moon in orbit. So that was their belief. Like, if we don't kill somebody, the sun's not going to come up. Yeah. I know that's hard for people to understand because they look at... I was even on uh, TikTok a few days ago and people were talking about this, saying how they were just like barbarians and so brutal to their own people. But it's like, you got to understand this was something that was part of their belief. But the Christians had a bunch of people in a pit uh, or the Romans had a bunch of Christians in a pit. Oh, feeding them to uh, lions. Yeah. That wasn't barbaric. We don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. right? No, 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 no. It's fun. <laughs> Weird. Right. Yeah. Some Mayan ball games were played to resolve bitter disputes between rival cities or like a proxy war. So like hmm. if they're, they're like, Hey, you know what? Let's settle this. On the court. Oh, welcome to the jam. Yeah. You, and all of a sudden, Kyrie jam. Irving comes out there and he's all Uncle Drew. He's over there. Oh, we got this. He's all boop, tray, tray, tray. Getting it. You got Muggsy out yeah, there? Yeah. Muggsy Bogues out there? Heck yeah. Man, got the Charlotte Hornets out there? Mm-hmm. Got Grandma Ma? It just Man. went down. Yeah, it just went down. That's how old we are. Oh. Got Patrick Ewing? Oh, my gosh. We got the 90s stars up Dennis there? Rodman showed no. up out of nowhere? He just starts He starts hitting, guys. He was the, he was the enforcer. Yeah. He was the worm. He was violent. He was the worm. Got those rebounds all day long. <laughs> the Mayans also saw the game as a battle between the gods of death and the gods of life, or between good and evil. They also saw it as a reminder of the hero twins who overcame death and became demigods themselves. We will get into them later. Thus, the game symbolizes regeneration and life. So let's talk about human sacrifice, because that was like a big deal. We're talking about that earlier, right? So the reasoning behind the ritual was due to the belief that it was an offering of nourishment to the gods. The sacrifice of a living creature was a powerful offering and a human sacrifice was the ultimate sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Usually only high status prisoners of war were sacrificed while other captives were used as the labor force. So just because you were captured, if you were like a, if you want to call them quote unquote captain general, Mm -hmm. something like that, they're like, Oh no, no, no. Gods are going to like this blood. (laughs) But if you're just like me, just some peon, dude that's doing his job they're like nah we're just gonna have you work you're just gonna you're just gonna work because mm, we okay. we need you to work and no one really cares about you yeah and yeah i was only in e4 <laughs> so it's fine hey six years e4 huh, huh? got him <laughs> there were several different ways these sacrifices occurred the most common ways were decapitation and heart removal huh so they were like yeah, rip your heart out. They're like the guys on uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, dun, 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 dun. Uh, no, that's the guy <laughs> from Benchwarmers. Benchwarmers. Malaka. No, peanut butter um, fort. Oh, God. No, that was the little person <laughs> from Benchwarmers. I was cowering in my peanut butter fort. <laughs> Dedication to a new building or new roller required a human sacrifice. Many of these were depicted in Mayan artwork, and some took place after the victim was tortured. So beaten, scalped, burned. They beat the crap out of these victims. Wow. But they were also going to sacrifice them. So they thought that the blood and the, all that stuff, it was like it was pleasing the gods. In the mm-hmm. sacrifice, if the sacrifice happened through heart removal, it took place in the courtyard of the temple or summit of the pyramid temple. The person was painted blue like the blue man group and wore a headdress <laughs> while being held down by four attendants representing the cardinal directions. The Nakam or official used a sacrificial knife to cut into the victim's chest and pulled out the heart. Hmm. 
He then would pass the heart to the priest, known as the Chalan, where the blood would be smeared onto the image of the god. Once this occurred, the body was thrown down the steps and skinned by assistant priests, but the head and feet, they were left alone. These dudes would skin these sacrifices. Not only that, they performed a ritual dance with the skin that they wore. That sounds pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> would you me? I'd me. Yeah, these are Buffalo Bill over there with his <laughs> tucked behind his Ew. and he's over there. I'm beautiful. <laughs> these rituals provided hope and security to the Mayan culture and they demonstrated their own outlooks on death. So this was like death was not like this big deal like it is now. Everyone was, didn't fear death. It was death was a part of life. Right. That's what I've read too, that they believe death was something that they knew was coming eventually and they just weren't afraid of it. No. The ancient Mayans quarried immensely quantities of building stone, usually limestone, which they cut by using harder stones such as chert. Do you know what chert is? Um, I do not. Oh, chert. So my daughter loves geology. Mm-hmm. She's 10 years old. Shout out Madison. You're <laughs> my little my little princess, my little little daddy's girl. And she loves she loves rocks. Mm-hmm. So we had like we talked about previously. She has a rock tumbler, all this stuff. So she had a rock and she couldn't figure out what it was. And it looked like it looked like flint. It looked like obsidian, flint, mm. something like that. So she has her goggles and she has her, her uh, hammer and she has her little chisel and she's tapping away and it's splitting off and it's sharp. And I'm like, I don't know what kind of rock this is. So we talked to my father-in-law, who's this very, very, very smart man. He is, he is uh, the little known genius around this area. <laughs> and he has like people in his circles and he's like, oh, let me call this geologist. I'm like, so you're just going to call a geologist? That's what we do? We just call a geologist? I got a guy. Yeah. So he calls this lady (laughs) and sends her a picture and stuff. And she goes, oh, it's chert. And chert is like, uh, it's kind of like flint. It's like obsidian. It's it's glass-like. And um, they use them for arrowheads. We a ton of it when we went to Mammoth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. There's a lot of it. And it's like a a brown color Mm -hmm. or kind of like a dark brown color. But it's not black. And it's not flint. You're not going to start a fire with it and stuff. Yeah. They practice mainly slash and burn agriculture. So slash and burn agriculture. So they would have an area where they would just cut everything down, all the grasslands down and, or all the forage down and they would burn it. And that would have uh, put carbon into the soil mm. and they would till it and then put all the nutrients in there and then they would cultivate it. And then the next year they would move to another location, slash and burn there and let that, that location grow back. They were very smart. Well, oh, they were, we'll get into how smart these people were. They also dis, uh, developed like the system of hieroglyphics, like we talked about, and highly sophisticated ca- calendar and astronomical systems. Oh, no. The Mayans made paper from the inner bark of wild fig trees and wrote their hieroglyphs on books made from the paper. So they made freaking books. When you said calendar, I just thought 2012. Yeah, yeah. The ending of the world. Oh, these. Well, it's the ending <laughs> of the calendar. Yeah. The Mayans also developed an elaborate and beautiful tradition of sculpture and carving. Hmm. Early Mayan culture showed and influenced the early Olmec civilization, which is another civilization that's around that area. The rise of the Mayans began in 20, no, not 20. Um, Whoa, whoa, calm down, guys. Not 20. 250 CE. Gee, that is so long ago. And what is known to archaeologists as the, the classic period of Mayan culture. 
It lasted to about 900 CE. At its heights, Mayan civilization consisted of more than 40 cities, each population between five to 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. So 40 cities. And if you want to go on the high end, 50,000 people per city. That's so many people. Among the cities were the Tikal, Ukaten, Copan, Bonapak, Das Pilas, Kalamakul, Polakum, and Rio Beck. I'm not a linguist. I got every single one of those wrong. <laughs> no, you got it right. I, I talked to my guy. He said you got it right. Oh, okay. Yeah. The peak Mayan population had reached to 2 million people, most of whom were settled in the lowlands, which is now Guatemala. Now, after 900 CE, however, the classic Mayan civilization, it started to, to decline, leaving the great cities and ceremonial centers vacant and overgrown with jungle vegetation. Some like people, like scholars and you know educators and stuff, they suggested that the armed conflict, exhaustion of agricultural land, were responsible for the sudden decline. So because they grew so large, they were Mm -hmm. slashing and burning everything and they couldn't keep up with it. So now the land's not fertile. So if you can't have fertile land, you can't have a population. Yeah. Discoveries in the 21st century led scholars to believe that a number of additional reasons for the destruction of the Mayan civilization, one cause was probably war-related disruption of river and land trade because they started trading and stuff like so everything started moving around like i said they were cultivating the land Mm -hmm. so rivers were probably redirected well now you don't have rivers to uh water the land and now you're done with that other contributions may have been deforestation and drought during the post-classic period Mm -hmm. 900 to 1519 that's a big jump like 900 that's 600 years so that's pre-encino man (laughs) (laughs) the movie yes (laughs) so cities um there's like five or six cities they continue to flourish for several centuries after the great lowland cities had become depopulated by the time the spaniards now here we go the spaniards the conquistadors oh what was his name cortez cortez oh he had the (laughs) chesticles and the hair and he was so suave they, they were in the area in the 16th century. Most of the Mayan villages, they already started to become like dwindling and agriculturalists who practiced the religion rituals. They kind of like started to, to like kind of fizzle out. Systematic explorations of Mayan sites were first undertaken in the 1830s. And a small portion of the writing systems was deciphered in the early mid 20th century. Those discoveries shed some light on Mayan religion, which was based on a pantheon of natural gods, gods of the sun, gods mm-hmm. of the moon, gods of war, gods of death, gods of corn, the God of rain. The God, oh, the gods of rain. A priest class was responsible for elaborate cycles of rituals and ceremonies close related to Mayan religion. Now, they were known for their development of mathematics and astronomy. In mathematics, a positional notation and the use of zero represented a pinnacle of intellectual achievement. So they understood zero, yeah, they, which is a big deal in math. The concept of zero. Yeah, so they, it was a placeholder. So they understood placeholders. So these guys were way ahead of their time. Now, Mayan astronomy underlaid a complex calendar system here we go with the calendar mm-hmm. involving an involving an accurately determined solar system wow 18 months of 20 days each plus a five-day period considered unlucky by the mayans hmm. a sacred calendar of 260 days which is 13 cycles of 20 named days and a variety of longer cycles accumulating in the long count 
a continuous marking of time based off of a zero date in the 3113 BCE. Wow. Mayan astronomers compiled these tables of positions for the moon and Venus and were able to accurately predict solar eclipses. That's insane. We're stupid. Yeah, we're idiots. This is this this doesn't <laughs> it's so crazy. I I was even reading that there were some people to this day that moved away from using the Gregorian calendar and they strictly live by the Mayan calendar. Because it's so much more accurate. Yeah, they're just, it's just so much more accurate and they it just it's more like they're part of this culture too, so they're kind of like reconnecting with their ancestors. So it's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. On the basis of these discoveries, scholars in the mid-20th century mistakenly thought that Mayan society was composed of a priest class, a peaceful stargazers, and calendar keepers supported by a devout peasantry. Hmm. So they thought the priests were in charge, and then there's all these peasants that were like, all hail to the priests. The Mayans were thought to be utterly absorbed in their religion and cultural pursuits in favorable contrast to the more warlike and indigenous empires of the central mexico so they thought that they were more like kumbaya we're all going to (laughs) be together we're looking to be educators and we're we're more progressive and they were like they definitely aren't warlike well they're Mm. cutting people's hearts out so they're a little warlike they were throwing on the yellow submarine and they were just like whoa man my third eye is opening up here we go oh they were eating those mushrooms they were (laughs) that's what they were doing the decipherment of nearly all the Mayan hieroglyphs writing proved the contrary. Oh, okay. so <laughs> the Mayan society and culture was completely different than what they believed in. Many of the hieroglyphs depicted the histories of the Mayan dynasty ruler who waged war on every rival city that was around oh, the Mayans. Awkward. <laughs> the captives were tortured, mutilated, sacrificed to the gods. Like said earlier, torture and human sacrifice were a fundamental religion ritual to Mayan society and everyone was used to it. Hmm. It's just what you did. The drawing of human blood was thought to nourish the gods and was necessary for achieving contact with them. Therefore, the Mayan rulers and the intermediates between the rulers and the people would undergo self bloodletting. Yeah, I read that. That is very interesting. And self torture because bloodletting, it, it, it helped the gods. Mm -hmm. It was thought to nourish the gods. Wow. I believe some cults actually practice that as well, bloodletting. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. It was a belief that there were a number of reasons for the downfall of the Mayan civilization that included overpopulation because they expanded so quickly, environmental degradation, and they also had droughts. Yeah. So that was a big deal. And shifting in trade routes, like we said, and a large number of Spanish that invaded the area. Now, once the Mayans started becoming weak and all these areas were were kind of uninhabited, Mm -hmm. the Spanish were like... Now it's our time. They're all, come on, get them. And they finished them off. Yeah. Jeez. Contemporary modern day Mayans are basically agriculturalists. They raise crops of corns, beans, and squash still today. They live in communities organized around central villages, which may be permanently occupied by more common like community centers that were that are depictions of the ancient centers. They have public buildings, houses generally stand like together with one another in their in their groups. The people of the community live on farm homesteads, except during fiestas and markets. They dress in largely traditional garb, particularly for women. Men are more likely to wear modern day, like made clothes, domestic spinning and weaving, which was once common between all of them. Now it's more factory woven clothing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cultivation is with a hoe and the soil is tough and the digging kind of sucks. So the Yucatec 
if I'm saying that right, usually keep pigs and chickens and rely on oxen for like their tilling for their farms. Industries are few crafts are oriented towards domestic needs more than um, trying to gain wealth for the community. Usually some cash crops or items of local manufacturers are produced for sale outside of the region in order to provide some cash for their own cultural needs. Currently most modern day Mayans, well, they're Roman Catholic as you would think. Yeah. Because of the high influence of Spanish. And beginning in the late 20th century, many converted to evangelical Protestant. Oh, really? So now you have, instead of the Catholics, you have the evangelicals. And their Christianity, however, is generally overlaid upon their native religion. So like we said before in the past, you have the church coming in and they're like, hey, I know you like to worship this God, Mm -hmm. but mm, Jesus is kind of like that too. So they kind of like, they, it's very interesting. They, 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 they let you have their, like the pagan beliefs, right? We have a right. tree for Christmas. Well, why? Well, the pagans did that. Yeah. So Christianity came in and said, Hey, pagans, um, we'll let you have a tree. Like now pumpkins it's a, now for it's Halloween. Jesus tree, yeah, you know, like, something yeah. like that. So that's what they, that's what they pretty much do. <laughs> it's a Jesus tree. Well, that's what it is now. Hey man, you got a Jesus tree. You know, that's all right with me. <laughs> hey, now you're part of the cool club. <laughs> yeah. Public religions are basically Christianity with masses and Saints Day celebrations and the native pre-Columbian regions is observed by domestic like rites and rituals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a little background. I shouldn't say a little. That's a lot of background on the Mayans, but I had to get into it because it is so freaking cool. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. I, I mean, thought the Aztecs were wild. These boys are crazy. Mm-hmm. I love it. So let's talk about the death bat. Let's do it. Camazots. Oh, yeah. The twins Hunapu. And Chiblanque have been invited down to the underworld, a shadowy place known as Zoboba, like the heroes of countless other epic tales. The twins spent most of their journey being forced to contend with a huge number of trails and obstacles. Well, things were going pretty well until the lords of Zoboba challenged them to spend a night in Zatzala, the underworld's resident house of bats. The twins were pretty cunning and decided that they would outsmart their challengers by shoving themselves into their blowguns for the night. As they lay there, using their blowguns like protective coverings, almost like they were in a burrito. That's what it sounds like. These guys were, they were, they were toasted up. They were saying, hey, <laughs> we're rolling up in these, these blow darts. The bats in the creepy caves eventually began to calm down. And ultimately... They just, they were silent. Mm-hmm. It was then that Shablanki got this bright idea and said, hey, Hinnapu, maybe it's dawn. Check out and see if all the bats have left. Now, for what reason, Hinnapu, he agreed to the plan and he stuck his head out of the blowgun to check to see if everything was clear. Unfortunately for Hinnapu, this was just the opportunity Kavazots had been waiting for. The bat god wasted no time in swooping down and decapitated Hunapu. Ew. And hanging up his head to be used as the ball for the next ball game. That is cool. He said, I have been in the dark my whole life, <laughs> and we are coming to play the ball game. Alfred, <laughs> That's stop. what I was about to say. We're not doing that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Batman. I am the Batman. I'm Kamzatz. I'm the Batman. The original Batman. <laughs> Let's play the ball game. Bat metal. Now, in another story, a bat-like creature who is believed to be Cabazots was sent as a messenger between Zabulba, or the underworld, 
what we talked about, and the first tribes of mankind. Lord Tehill, the patron god of Kichi, asked the bat god to broker a deal with the humans. They wanted fire because they were cold. Hmm. So mankind offered Kamazots their armpits and their waists in exchange for fire. Now, this may sound weird. However, this was said to be the origin of the ritual of human sacrifice. It's all his fault. In which the victims were cut open from the top to the bottom of their torso. So was this Kazamats? It could be. And I think it was. Yeah. I want you to sacrifice yourself to me because I'm sad. I have no parents. Oh, They're dead. He has Alfred, though. But that's not. Oh, wrong. I like Legos. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a Lego Batman. It's, it's, I like, I like microwaving my, my, my lobster in the, in the microwave. I'm Lego Batman. I'm, I'm, I'm Lego Capazots. Oh, okay. So what do you think about that? Those are pretty two pretty cool stories. They're a little yeah. short and sweet. That's kind of like the creation story or the uh, the stories of this Batman. Yeah, interesting that they show that he's the uh, reason for the human sacrifices in that way. Yeah. So they said, "Hey, we 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 got fire, don't we? Yeah, we got fire. Yeah, nah, you better cut your arms open. Yeah, I mean, Batman told us to do it, so." You got to listen to what Batman says. I'll give you fire because there is, there's a fire in my soul <laughs> and my heart is cold. <laughs> I'm crying right now. Oh, this God. is my crying voice. He's sad. I'm sad. He's sad, man. I'm sad like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> sad Keanu. Keanu. Oh, he played Lego Batman. I don't think he did. Who? No. Who I think it was on? Will Arnett. Oh, Will Arnett. But I don't know that yet because I'm thousands of oh. years old. Who's your favorite Batman? The only Batman. The only Batman? The only Batman that is Batman. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Okay, we're on the same page. <laughs> That's how you can tell how old people are. Is yeah. you go, who's your Batman? Adam West. Well, then you're older than That's me. That's my Batman. Where and then they like go, this? oh, uh, uh, <laughs> the murderer who beat the crap out of his mom. Who's that? Who's that? The Dark Knight Batman. The, oh, um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. He beat the crap out of his mom. Chris Bale Batman. Through, yeah, that's oh Christian Bale. I'm like, no, you're you're too young. Then that's if not... you want to put a little zazz on it, you say, my favorite Batman is George Clooney, the pretty oh, boy himself. Oh, don't say George Clooney. <laughs> no, Val Kilmer. Oh, he literally stood up in a in a circus performance and said i'm batman and no one listened to him that's how much everyone cared about <laughs> batman he said i'm batman i'm the batman fun no, fact no one cared fun fact that's the first batman who had nipples <laughs> oh it was yeah. it was schumacher <gasps> put nipples on batman and robin had nipples and batgirl had nipples they don't well okay i didn't got no problem with that one but the other hey, one, bada bing. i'll tell you Ooh. <laughs> was that was all i had okay we were talking about the Batman. Okay. Camazots, or otherwise known as Death Bat. Ooh, the Death Bat. He's often associated with night, death, and sacrifice. There are many legends that surround this ancient deity, and in almost all of them, he is terrifying. I don't think he's that scary. No? You're not scared of Camazots? No, I saw, um, I saw like the the depiction with, it looks like a Mayan Batman. It looks badass. Oh, that one, yeah. That is so cool. One story tells how Camazots takes the form of a man with bat wings, and he acts like a messenger from Shabalba who arrives to broker a deal with humanity, like you just said. In the Latin American region, it seems that the ancient belief in this death bat survives even to this present day. 
Several cultures have traditions of bat demons or winged monsters. For example, legends in the Hiekal, or Black Man, still circulate among the Zotzil people in Chiapas, Mexico. The Black Man, I don't know what that is. <laughs> he's the man at night. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just an, he's another version of Camazots. He walks around with his head hanging, <laughs> looking to the sky for the sign of the bat. That's it. He's just saying haikus now? <laughs> I'm sad. Oh, Perhaps revealingly, the Hiakal is sometimes referred to as a neck cutter. Other bat demons include the Siokiant of Trinidad and the Tin Tin of Ecuador. Oh, he, he is a bat, so he's flying all over the yeah, place. Yeah, he's all over the place. People see him He's all in over. Ecuador and Trinidad? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's trying to get those doubles. I'll, I'll go to Trinidad for some doubles, I'll tell you right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You ever had a double? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> man. It's a curry chickpeas in this wonderful bread that they... It's like a, it's like a curry tortilla, almost. Ooh. It's like fluffy. Oh, you put these chickpeas in there? It's curry. It got uh, these hot peppers in it. Mm. Oh, man. I'll try that. Right up my alley. Oh, yeah. I'll go, I'll go Trinidad for some doubles. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Although Camazots was associated with death, he was just one Zepotec god directly involved in creating humanity and its eventual destruction. As one of the four animal demons, he was charged with wiping out all early humans during the first sun and age. Oh, so he's just he's just slaying guys. He's just at this point up to no good. He's sad because <laughs> his parents are dead. So he's just gonna start slashing and burning. Oh, maybe that's a movie that was slash and burn. Oh yeah. Oh. It wasn't for their uh agriculture. <laughs> no. Oh man. It's so sad. While there's little doubt he usually plays the villain and relishes his part in destroying the older order, he is indirectly clearing the slate to create the perfect servants on earth. Ooh. The monster. He's up to no good. Fear is a tool. I can take care of myself. I don't (laughs) care what happens to me. Get out of here. And that suit's going to be full of blood. (laughs) Ew. Or you're everything they say you are, aren't (laughs) you? Alfred, stop. You're not my father. Alfred. Oh, it always comes back to Alfred. I don't know. Alfred. Alfred had to deal with so much. Without darkness, there can be no light. According to the mythology, which early Mesoamericans believed, it might be a stretch trying to see beyond this heart of darkness, but this shadowy figure does end up doing some good, albeit often obliquely. I am vengeance. I am the night. <laughs> I am the Batman. Yeah, so he, I mean, he gotta, he's got to do what he's got to do to get the job done. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Yet another similar creature appears in the folklore of rural Peru and Chile. The Chonchon. Have you ever heard of the Chonchon? <laughs> I've heard of Chonis. <laughs> the Chonchon is a vampire-type monster. Ugh. And it is truly bizarre, even for a legendary creature. I've always heard that word to be a nasty word. So I don't know. The Chonchon? Yeah. My wife says that to be like a private part. She says that word. I don't know why. I don't know where she heard it, but maybe she's from Chile. I got to ask her. She might be. (laughs) The chonchon is a vampire. She eats those spicy, spicy things. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe she's from Chile. Maybe. Ooh, Chile. It is said that after a person's death, the head will sometimes sprout enormous ears and lift off from the shoulders. This flying head of the chonchon, its sound as recorded by George Luis Borges was like... Tew, tew, tew. 
Could the legends of the Chonchon have sprung from the same source as the Kamazots legend? When darkness causes you to mope, <laughs> remind yourself that there is always hope. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. <laughs> Only love can do that. Oh, wait, that's not for me. That's from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, God. I'm quoting everyone now. I don't know where I am. I'm sorry, people. I am the Batman. There he goes. In this ever-changing world, it seems as if mysteries and bizarre creatures are around every dark corner and can be found in deep bodies of murky water. They appear in abandoned buildings, colossal tracts of desolate land, spooky swamps, and the vastness of our underground and cliffside cave systems. Ooh, caves because of vampire bats. Mm. Now, the show The Lost Tapes ran a program on Animal Planet that was all about these mysterious winged beings. The show highlighted famed naturalist Ivan T. Sanderson, who journeyed on an expedition in 1932 to the rainforest of Cameroon and found an extraordinarily fearsome entity. The report given by Sanderson stated upon entering a cave, the entire exploring party were swooped down upon by giant bat-like beings. Ivan's exact words described them as black as coal with membranous wings and long, sharp teeth. You think that was Batman? <laughs> I think it was a fight. Yeah. Here we go. Yes, brother. Oh my god. Here was a... he is, the blind head. I have the wings. And I will come to you, brother. Come on, I am the blind head. Not his typical area, but it's possible. I think it was a flying head. He said it sounded exactly like him. Did yeah. you not hear his voice? That was a damn flying yeah. head. He's all over the place. Maybe yeah. it was him. I don't know if it was the Batman, the Batman. or Kamazots. Hmm. Other surprising accounts come from soldiers who have been at war throughout our history. A large number of men have come forward and given testimony to this creature that comes soaring out when the sun begins to set in the sky. Maybe it is because the soldiers are exposed to the open of the night when hunkered down in the fields that they had so many sightings. Although not as common in the United States as other parts of the world, it has been sighted on our soil numerous times. So they're not only in down south, but it looks like they're in the States as well. Uh, it could be the Batman. It could be the flying head. <laughs> we'll never know. I don't know. But these guys have wings. And it's, I'm not talking about Red Bull. These guys got <laughs> wings. Yeah. And they are flying flippy flappy all over the place. Just all flapping you up. Hmm. I don't want to see one of these things. Now I don't want to. You got me. I don't want to see <laughs> oh, it. God. No, you got me freaked out. I don't want to do it. The most widely recorded account belongs to mountaineer Butch Whitaker. The sighting took place in the year 1994 when Butch was out preparing to climb Mount St. Helens in the state of Washington. In the broad light of day, the creature soared overhead near the volcano top, and even though Butch was in the state of disbelief about what he was seeing, he managed to get several photographs of the winged humanoid before it completely disappeared. It was later described by Butch as having blood-red eyes, purplish-toned skin, wings of a pterodactyl, and the head and face of a monkey mixed with the features of a bat. 
That is a lot of features. He's a bat, monkey, pterodactyl, (laughs) thunderbird, Bigfoot, Godzilla, Mandalorian, Pokemon, the child Pokemon. That is a lot of things. Oh, the Fantastic Four. I don't know what that is. Zelda, Link, Spider Man. Now I'm just looking at everything that's in the room. Um, What else do we got over here? Well, you know, it's Master Chief, Black Panther. (laughs) <laughs> All the DC legends, the Marvel legends, Thor. All the stuff. Harley Quinn. <laughs> we, we got all this up in there? Yeah. Why? Well, a funny thing about this is it was immediately dubbed the Bat Squatch. Ooh. I like a good Bat Squatch. Man, I love a good Bat Squatch. We tried bat to get some spotch. earlier. I love a good Bat Squatch. Oh, yeah, the, the Spotch. The Gaspaccio. Uh, <laughs> this, 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 it's a good drink. It's Italiano. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I mean, we were a uh, little inside baseball. We were uh, <laughs> looking for bat squatches today. Yeah, and we were. We did not find bat squatches. Sadly, we didn't. <sighs> we really wanted to take a picture of the bat squatch so we could post it on the Soshmeets. Sh- mm-hmm. I think that's what they call them, the Soshmeets. Yeah, but we didn't. No. Maybe but next week. The bat squatch. <laughs> on the descriptions of the cave demon, all who have had an encounter and live to tell about it state that it is clearly a bat or something human or primate type of creature. That's a very broad... Now it's a monkey m- monkey bat. <laughs> He's like, it's a bat, it's a human, it's a primate, it's pterodactyl. Is it? I don't know what it is. Is it the apes that are taking over? The apes? Which apes? Planet of the apes. Hmm. Oh, the no. planet of the apes. Is this where they learn? <laughs> Caesar! Stab them. Don't do that. So you gotta just stab them? Just don't teach them. If em. a monkey comes up to you, stab a monkey. <laughs> Monkey is derogatory. You have to say eight. Cut him. Don't let him get the knife because then they'll learn how to use tools. And then you're just you're just progressing. You want the, them to learn. No, you're progressing the inevitable ape takeover. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Why did we do this episode? I don't know what to do anymore. It's going to get better. Trust me. Okay. I'm here. Some scholars now believe that Camozots was based on a species of bat called the Desmodus Dracula. Oh, Dracula. Sadly, this species of bat is now extinct. Or is it? It's in the Antarctica. Mm. Antarctica? Yeah, that's where all the... That's where all the... The government... These bats were once native to Central and South America and were not exactly your typical harmless fruit bat. These things were anywhere from 25 to 30 times larger than common vampire bats of today and loved the taste of blood. They're like three feet long. Yeah, just, These just, are three foot long bats that are coming just, up. Yeah, they would just fly by and be like, blah, 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 blah. I am uh, Dracula. Stop. Get away from me. Blah. Why are there's five? Of, why are they all talking? <laughs> they all have the same voice. <laughs> what is going on? Honestly, I want to see a vampire bat. I do if they want to talk like that. I'll in- we'll interview them. We have two more mics. We'll interview them on the podcast. We'll have one on the show. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> While some researchers believe they suck the blood of smaller animals, others believe that they went for much larger prey, such as deer and cattle. I kind of believe the latter. I think they went for the big game. These things were carrying baby bulls away into their caves. It could have been El. <laughs> Chupacabra. Oh, ay ay ay. Ha ha. <laughs> I am Antonio Chupacabra. <laughs> I love his name. And I am here to be the Battle Squatch. 
He's got a hairy chest. So, ladies. Look at me, my, my uncle, my <laughs> tío, as they call them in España, <laughs> is Cortez. Oh, no. I have arms that are strong. Look at me flex my big arms. <laughs> and my wings, they are so sexy. Because I am El Chupacabra. <laughs> it's okay. Get out of here, sir. Okay. All that we really know about them is what scientists have been able to glean from their fossils. Regardless, they were still terrifying as they sound. And the scary thing is, and the scary thing about it is scientists don't really know what happened to these giant bats. They haven't actually been able to pinpoint how or when they went extinct. They are in Antarctica. <laughs> I told you already. Look at the Trilateral Commission. Oh, Look at... Uh, every, this is... Uh, everything's a fake. Reality is not real. I'm scared. I don't want to be on the Truman Show. Okay, I'm sorry. I gotta... <laughs> oh, I got to calm down. For all we know, these giant bats are still out there. Maybe in a cave somewhere waiting for an unlucky hiker. Blah. Don't go into a cave. All of a sudden, you're going to step into a cave, and it's going to be... I'll put the background music in there. <laughs> Footsteps. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're going to hear. Blah. Blah. Here you go. What is it? What? Hey. um, Charlene. What is it? I don't know what that is. I think we need to keep going. <laughs> Blah. Oh. And then they get eaten. I think it's I think it's our I think it's your friend Charlie. Oh, Charlie always he's a trickster. Please don't I, be this person. I know we left him back in Illinois, but he is <laughs> he is a trickster. You got to throw Illinois in there, and then you're dead. Yep, and then we never see you again, and then no one believes that you witnessed a vampire bat. And it turned out it was Charlie. <laughs> oh God, it was him the whole time. It was him the whole time. It wasn't the bat squatch. Mm-mm. It wasn't the uh, the bat snag, the snag bat, whatever he's called, the snatch, the snatch bat. bat, yeah, snatch bat, <laughs> the <laughs> the camazots. Oh no, it was Charlie. Now camazots wasn't just well known back in the day. He is still talked about to this day, and even inspired artists and writers. Stephen King is one example. He names a character in his Dark Series Tower after the ancient bat god, reimagining him like a beam guardian who takes the form of a bat. Now, you've read this series, haven't you? I haven't read all the series, but I okay. love Stephen King, and I probably have about uh, 1945 books. All I, the books. I probably have like 40 to 50 of his books. Yeah. As I can see, you have three right there have- on the shelf. I have three. <laughs> I'm lame. It's fine. <laughs> we accept it. Okay. Also, a few years ago, Camazots inspired a rumor online. It claimed that a Batman-style bust had been found amongst ancient Mayan ruins and was even accompanied by a really cool photo. Unfortunately, the piece in question was actually created in 2014 as part of a Warner Brothers promotion. So he's not. I mean, he is the Batman. We'll 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 post pictures of. It looks really cool of the Camazots. The Camazots, like the actual statues, the one with the sticking up. Yeah, he got. Yeah, they put they put this dude's packing. I'll tell you what they put. Well, they put a little (laughs) on him. They they put a little (laughs) 
in its legs. <laughs> Tell you that. And then um, the picture that Gabe's talking about, mm-hmm. it looks like... Oh, it looks so cool. It looks like the Batman. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fake, but it looks so cool. It, yeah. More and more sightings of this creature have been reported throughout the years. In 1988, a species of fossil bat related to the smallest rotundas, but 25% larger, was found. It was described on the basis of two specimens from Managa State, Venezuela. A third specimen from Sao Paulo State, Brazil, was described in a 1991 article by E. Trujano and M. Divino. The Brazilian specimen had not been dated when the article was written, but the two biologists suggest a relatively recent age for a skeleton. In Brazil, and what was the other place? Venezuela. Venezuela and Brazil. Mm-hmm. Telling you, this bat squash is all over the place. Yeah, we need to go over there and go. I'm not going to Venezuela. <laughs> Why not? I'm not going to Brazil either. Their economy, their economy is falling. Sorry, I love you guys. If you listen to this podcast, please rate five stars. Uh, get us to the top, but I'm not going to your country. Oh, I'll go. And then you'll never see me again. Again, you can um, <laughs> submit your resume to info at behillnetwork.com. I'm out of a job. And we will find another co-host. <laughs> they refer to reports circulating among local natives of large bats which attack cattle and horses. These reports may suggest that the bat still lives. Its recent age suggests that the bat could have coexisted with the Quiche, giving rise to the legend of Camazots. So this thing killed as things that are big as horses. Horses are huge. Oh, yeah. And cows? That's crazy. Yeah. These things are over there. Just just one bat is all like, hey, how you doing, Harold? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Ron. <laughs> all right, Bethany, what's going on over there, Bethany? You done? Thank well, you. we got, well, Bar- Barbara is, she's almost done with her snack. She has the baby calf. All right. We got to meet up in the cave because everybody's coming around. They're, they're going to come back and, and we have to have, let's sprinkle some of your magic dust on them so they'll know that, that we're real. I think that's what happened. That's a different turn of accent. And the grandpa's over there. He's all, hey, y'all, blah, 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 blah. All right. They were, I don't know. I'm a vampire and oh. I'm a vampire. I believe them. Trajano and DeVivo also speculated that it may have fed on larger prey than did normal-sized vampire bats, possibly even humans. I think a horse is bigger than a human, but still, humans can outsmart a horse. I feel. Yeah, I'm as healthy as a horse, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> tell you what. Man, Clydesdale. <laughs> Several other stories supporting the idea of a large bat-like creature have come out of Latin America in the last century. 1947, a report of a creature presumed to have been a large petrosaur may in fact have been of a large bat. A man named Jay Harrison saw five birds with a wingspan of about 12 feet. Harrison's birds were brown, featherless, and beaked. So this dude thinks he saw a petrosaur. All men have limits. They learn what they are and learn not to exceed them. I ignore mine. I am the Batman. (laughs) The next report of a bat-like monster from this area is a story told by a Brazilian couple, the Reels. One night in the early 1950s, they were walking through a forest outside of Pelotas, Brazil, when they saw two large birds in a tree, both of which alighted on the ground, although reported as winged humanoids. The proximity of the sighting area to the Ribeira Valley 
where the Brazilian specimen of D. Dracula was found, forces one to wonder whether the Riedel's birds were actually bats instead. Everything's impossible until somebody does it. <laughs> the Batman. In March 1975, a series of animal mutilations swept the countryside near the Puerto Rican town of Mocha. And during the incident, a man named Juan Minez Feliciano claimed that he was attacked by a large gray feather-like creature. These bird-like creatures were seen numerous times during the outbreak. Ooh. These things are seen everywhere. I mean, yeah, they're all, they're all over the place. So I don't know if there's more than one Camazots or if just So Camazots. what we need to do is we need to do a Panama Canal cruise. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Panama. And then we will go and hunt a bat squatch. And we'll have crappy quality pictures. Oh, like we'll have shaky camera the everywhere. <laughs> and we'll just be like, oh. It'll just be a smudge. And be like, you see it right there? That, that's, there, there so, it is. <laughs> so as you can see, the light. So we're in the tropics. So once you go south of the Tropic of Thunder... Mm -hmm. (laughs) you either see like super super low quality pictures or like ridiculously high where it's like that's cgi they're so high res it's like not real you literally put a sticker (laughs) on a photo and then you you said oh there it is Yeah, there's no in between he's over there with a gold tooth he has (laughs) dental work done he has a tattoo this is i love mom He has a churro in one in one hand. Oh God! And you're all look. He's Spanish. He got yeah. a churro. It's obviously the bat squatch. These reports didn't gain real notoriety until the mid 1970s, when a number of sightings of large birds or bats surfaced in Rio Grande Valley, Texas. The first report came from the town of San Benito. Oh, they're shooting them. This Texas. Yeah, they're, like, they're over there. There's one of those squatches. Charlene, give me my gun. There's another one on my front porch. I told you to keep those brown <laughs> bats off of my front. They're a little racist. <laughs> yeah. I told you those damn brown bats. <laughs> now I'm going to shoot them right now. They're speaking that Spanish. <laughs> three people re- three people reportedly encountered with a bald-headed creature but rumors had long circulated among the Mexican inhabitants of the town about a large bird-like creature believed to make the chick-chick-chick sounds. So it's like the chon-chon. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if I'm out at night and there's like a group of Mexicans and they're hanging out and they're they're slamming beers and they go, hey, there's a bat over there. So the chon-chon's going to get you, so you better go inside. I'm going to go where? <laughs> and they point and then I go, come with me. And they go, no. Yeah. I'm not go I'm going to sit there and drink with them yeah. and and get uh, hopefully okay. there's a taco truck or something. We're hanging oh, out. Oh yeah. We're going I'm going to hear some stories. But I'm not going that way. <laughs> if any, if I'm, I'm we're on Facebook neighborhood Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden there's a large Mexican community that that just shows up and they start posting stuff, I'm selling my house. Oh so, god, right there. It's I'm, on the market right we're now. We're not having the what is it? Chonchon? Chon? What chon, is chon, 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 not doing that. You. On New Year's Day, 1976, two girls near Harlingen watched a large bird-like creature with a gorilla-like face and bald head and short beak. The next day, a number of three toad tracks were found in the field where the creature had stood. So it left like feet low like toe, like their toe. If you can carry it to the top of the mountain, (laughs) you may find what you were looking for in the first place. The Batman. (laughs) On January 14th, Armando Grimaldo said he was attacked 
by the creature at Raymondville. He said it was black with a monkey's face and large eyes. Further reports surfaced from Lardo and Olmito, with the final sighting reported from Eagle Pass on January 21st. Oh, man. So they're all they're literally all over the place, like you said. This thing is international. He's got frequent flyer miles. He does not care about borders. Nope. <laughs> Don't re- get him in the U.S. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. The reports cited above, as well as countless others which await careful researchers, support a conclusion that a mysterious winged creature exists in the deserts and jungles of Mesoamerica. Bats frightened me. It's time my enemies shared my dread. (laughs) The Batman. The prominence of the bat in Latin American mythology and the discovery of the recently extinct Desmodus Dracula in South America point to the possibility that the identity of the creature as a large as of yet unknown bad, is rather than a living petrosaur, or generally supposed camazots. I think it's a camazots. I believe that over a petrosaur. I don't even know what a petrosaur is. It's a quadruped. No, I think it's a... Um, <laughs> it's no. like a pterodactyl, but not a pterodactyl, I think. Yes. It looks like a pterodactyl. But they're saying it's not a pterodactyl. Yeah. It's a petra, petrosaur. It's a petrosaur. So I have a cool story here that I want to read that happened in the Philippines. So I don't know if this is, I mean, we've, like we've said, he's international. He's all over the place. So he could be in the Philippines. Maybe he, yeah, maybe he, he, he took a cruise. (laughs) He stowed away in a cave on a boat. Yeah. And now he's in the Philippines. In 2012, in the Philippines, a young man and three of his friends just finished sending a friend of theirs off at the airport in a city called Subic. They lived three hours away and arrived back at home around 5 p.m. When the sun started to go down and the darkness began enveloping everything, a figure caught their eyes. It was hovering just a few meters above their car. They described it as looking like a black, full-bodied human with bat-like wings and legs tightly fused together as if they were conjoined. It started to appear in Tarlock, which is a farming province through small populated towns with roads lined with thick trees traversing endless rice fields. When the young men saw this, their first reaction wasn't to be scared, but to question what they were looking at. That is very strange to me. I, my first reaction was would to be scared. Yeah, I wouldn't, I'm an, I'm, <laughs> we've been there. I wouldn't just be like, we both huh? have been there. Yeah. We saw something weird and we are we immediately <laughs> were like, nope. Yeah. Let's we, nope the hell out of here. We this, are we are noping away. We are not going. Oh. This is how people die. What do you think that is? No, it was literally <laughs> like run, get use it, run it over. Yeah. Kill it. <laughs> it was still hovering over them as they drove, and it seemed to be following them and to keep up with their speed. I think I I I, I, I saw one. <laughs> you saw one? I think I did. Triggered a memory right now. Oh, we'll talk God. about it later. Okay. It was turning at every single turn that they made, and one of the friends took out his phone and took a photo of it, but the darkness prevented them from getting a good shot. So like we said, these are always like crappy quality pictures when somebody ends up taking a picture. Always. It's yeah. always crappy. <laughs> also, the creature was going so fast that any picture at that speed would probably be blurry anyways. They tried shining a flashlight on it, but the creature would turn and fly around it as if it was being it was trying to avoid any kind of light. After a few attempts, they stopped because they didn't want to provoke the creature any more than they already did. 
The driver kept seeing it in his rearview mirror, but he stayed calm as he kept on driving. Its face was black, and as if it, his face was of marble and was black leathery skin that covered every inch of its body. At least that's what it looked like from this distance as it was flying toward them. These young men couldn't understand what they were seeing, and they didn't understand why this creature was following them. It sometimes hovered as close as five meters and then sometimes suddenly disappeared into the thickness of the trees. For a couple of hours, this creature followed them until they reached the city where they lived. And then just like that, it vanished. There were four of them that saw this bat-like creature, and to this day, they cannot find any explanation to what it was or what was following them. They said, we know it stopped following us, but we still believe that it's out there somewhere and possibly following someone else at this very moment. Tell me where the trigger is. (laughs) Then you will have my permission to die. The Batman. (laughs) That is just crazy. It followed him for a few hours, and they was cruising like... I believe it. It's still back there, so we might as well just keep. What are you going to do? You're driving. I mean, I guess you're driving. What are you going to do? Nope. Get out the car, run, jump back in the car. But you're in a get back out the car, run. You got to throw him off. Keep him him off his game. (laughs) Serpentine, serpentine, serpentine. (laughs) Got to get him off me. Got to get him off me. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a crazy story from the Philippines. Wow, that's nuts, man. The freaking Philippines. This dude's all over the place. Now this story. Is very interesting because it took place in Chicago. Hey, let me get one of those pies, those <laughs> deep dish pies. Mm. You get some pierogies over here, huh? I'll say it. Not a fan of deep dish. I'm not a fan. So I am a we pizza. have a large listening in Chicago, <laughs> and I can't believe you just said that. I love you guys. I the, love the Dodgers, but let's go Cubs. The Big Apple. I want to see the. I want to <laughs> see all the stuff. I want to go to the Bears. Oh. Ah, not the bears. Can't say it. See, so I can say I don't like deep dish, but you can not like the bears. I guess the bears, the old bears. I'll talk about the bears. The bears with Mike Ditka, a baker's dozen, eh? Yeah, we got it. <laughs> oh man, I would love to go to Chicago. It'd be so much fun. They have so much culture there. It's crazy. Yeah, I love you guys. I just your pizza is a little flip. So much flip. improv too. Yeah, theater. It's crazy. I would. Lo- we need to do if whenever we do shows. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Oh, yeah, I want fun. to go to Chicago. I am a pizza connoisseur. You know this. I eat pizza, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's a, I'm going to take you to a place. I haven't had that. My buddy went to that. Does and justice. They ha- oh my God. So I got to go to Chicago. You've only been in Bakersfield, <laughs> California. How are you going to say? Tell everybody like where I've hey, been. I don't like Brooklyn pizza. <laughs> Cause I I've had it. <laughs> In San Diego. Hey. And it's not good. It's like Bobby Flay when he's like, we're going to make Mexican sushi today on the grill. And it's like, yeah. you, you don't know what you're doing. So we're going to take your grandma's recipe and I'm going <laughs> to mess it all up because I'm Bobby Flay and I hate my wife. That's what he did. Cheated yeah. on his wife. Oh, he did? Yeah. Beautiful woman. She's from SVU. What an ass. He shouldn't have done that. I know. What a piece of garbage. All right. Back to the story. We went way off. Yeah. But Chicago... <laughs> We love you. We don't put ketchup on our dogs either. No, 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 no. No, mustard. Yeah, we put mustard on our dogs. Mustard and the kraut. Oh, put, my gosh. Put some onions on it. I put mustard on my fries. I put oh, mustard we on put it. mustard on everything. We don't yeah. play with the ketchup. So, so anybody that listens in Chicago, if we ever go there, you want to give us a tour of your city? I mean. Oh, man. We would love it. That'd be so fun. <laughs> We're kind of cool. <laughs> According to. Chick's a rep- got a veil. <laughs> oh, it's better veil. Kwan Su. 
<laughs> Continue. According to a report submitted to UFO Clearinghouse, a police officer in the Auburn Gresham neighborhood of Chicago. We talking about UFOs? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I love some UFOs. Recently witnessed a dark black shadow with wings standing atop a building before taking flight. This sounds like Batman. He's just standing up there and he's watching over the city. And someone looks at him and he's like, I got to go. And he just jumps off the building. (laughs) People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. And I can't do this as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed. As a symbol, I can be the Batman. (laughs) The creature sighting took place at 11.15 p.m. on June 29th of 2017. That is not that long ago. It's a couple years. No, that's that's like (laughs) five years ago. We're going to Chicago. Yeah. Now I'm going to find a bat squatch in Chicago. Yeah. The report said, and the winged being was also reported seen by a group of people in the addition to the officer and the officer's partner. So these are police officers that seen this creature. And they don't want to report anything that makes them look like dumbasses. No, so like, Cops hey, are usually like, oh, man. We don't got to report this if you don't want to, eh? Hey, Murphy! <laughs> what are we doing over here, huh? Don't even talk about it. <laughs> Just tell them that broad jumped off the building. Yeah. There's no body. Ah, she <laughs> flew away. She was a bat. <laughs> tell them it was your ex-wife. Ah, she's a b- <laughs> What are we going to do, huh? <laughs> I'm going to tell you about something that happened to me on the 9th of June 29, 2017 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm reporting this on my own volition and I'm wanting to stay anonymous due to the fact that I work for the Chicago Police Department and do not want anybody else to know that I submitted I this told report. you, they do. They, these guys are straight up dudes like, that gotta, are like... I can't tell you my name. Right? They're, they're Midwest straight up guys <laughs> that are like, I go to work. I kiss my wife. I got a kid. I'm I'm busting my to go to put him to college. We eat some brats, and and I'm living my life. I I got my pension coming up. I'm not gonna (laughs) tell you that I saw a bat in the sky. They're gonna they're gonna put me on leave. Yeah, not doing it. They already messed up with all these guys. Mm -hmm. Not doing it. He says I've been with the Chicago Police Department for over eight and a half years. The only people who know that I submitted this are my wife. My son, who encouraged me to submit this, and my partner, who also was witness to this incident. I want you to know that I am of sound mind. And <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just telling He's you, like, this guy is I'm like, not crazy. <laughs> it's just what you said. My sister, she's 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 out. She's Google bananas, huh? She's a little out there. You got to slap her around. I mean, not slap her, but you know, gotta shake her sometimes. Yeah. Just shake her real good. You got to give the old run around, eh? <laughs> That's what we got to do. But this guy is like, <laughs> come on, man. I just, I'm going to tell you, but he's, I can hear him almost crying. Like, don't make me sim. Don't like put that, put that thing over my face. Yeah. Like on, uh, on one of those shows. Yeah, I want to tell you, but I don't want to tell you at the same time, but I got to tell you. <laughs> he said, I don't want any publicity other than just reporting this incident. I also want you to know that I'm not prone to fits a fantasy or hoaxing anything that I have seen, especially when I'm on duty. Oh, this <laughs> so, poor guy. This poor guy. Wait, I'm a good guy. I you do a nine to, to five. You have I, to believe everything I, this guy says. I I know what I'm talking about. He's prefacing this by like, <laughs> come on. He's really overdoing it though. He's like, come on. He's like really trying to push that he's not crazy. Well, there's a stigma around this, especially if you're a police officer. Yeah. On the night of June 29, 2017, at approximately 8.15 p.m., 
My partner and I were on routine patrol and approaching the intersection West 81st and South Throop in the Auburn-Gresham neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. We were flagged down by a group of people who were pointing up at the top of an apartment building that was on the corner. We pulled over and they immediately started telling us to look up at the building. Many of the people were very frightened and were very excited about seeing what they had seen. (laughs) So Chicago... Their people were just like, hey, look up there. Yeah, they got a hot dog. A hot dog cart's just rolling yeah. up right there. He's all, hey, look. Oh, there's a, so I'm going to oh, make a killing tonight. Hey, what is it? Is, is Pippin over there? What's, go, what's going on? These guys are really excited. We got some bulls? What are we doing? <laughs> My partner and I look and see a large creature that was approximately six to six and a half feet tall and was very thin. If it had been a human, it would have been very emaciated. This thing was standing on top of the building and would look like a pair of very large wings that extended out at least 8 to 10 feet from the tip to the tip. So from like one side to the other, these things were huge. The city just showed you that it's full (laughs) of people ready to believe in good. The Batman. I am the Batman. (laughs) No discernible features, though. It just looked like a dark black shadow with wings. That does sound like Batman a little bit. It does. Yeah. He's in the night. So I'm the night. You will not see me. Criminals are like weeds. (laughs) Pull one up. Another one grows in its place. (laughs) I am the Batman. I am here to serve justice. (laughs) It is Batman. I think that was Batman. Maybe. My partner and I both thought it was somebody trying to jump from the building and maybe somebody wearing a costume of some kind. When we both shined our flashlights to try to get a better look at what we were dealing with, this thing took off into the air and flew away. As this creature flew away, headed in southern directions, something sounded like it was screaming, and it came from a matter of five seconds that this creature was gone into the night. The people who initially flagged us down had said that many people in the neighborhood had seen this thing for the previous two nights, and this just happened to be the only time that it was seen in a stationary place. We stood there stunned as this thing flew away and disappeared into the night. We stood there and talked to the group of people who flagged us down, taking information down, any information regarding previous sightings from the nights before. We initially were Doubtful about filling a report because we thought we would be made fun of for seeing little green men. That's interesting. Is there like a little green men thing in Chicago? Do you know? Like, is that like a thing? Are you really asking me that? Yes. (sighs) (laughs) You're the guy I go to. You're right. I am the guy you go to. They're talking about aliens. Oh. Like Martians. Men from Mars. Martians. 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 Little green men. So that's like a thing where it's like, hey, I don't want want them to think that I saw these little green men. He's like, hey, I did see a Martian, but I saw a Martian. Like, (laughs) I'm not telling them that. (laughs) We finally filed a report, as we did not want to violate protocol. Nothing was ever even said about this report being filed as of right now. It's been business as usual. We wanted to file a report because after I told my son the story, he went online and showed me that this is not the only sighting that has happened. Something similar had been seen in the city before. I showed my partner the day after the sightings and he said that he didn't want to be involved. And as far as he was concerned, it was nothing more than a large owl or a big bird that was misidentified. That dude's trying to keep his pension so hard. He's like, it was just a bird. 
Come Why on. are we talking about it? We got a barbecue coming up. Just shut up. I don't want to talk about it. You know what it could have been? It could have been Spring Hill Jack. What is that? You don't know about Spring... Oh, it's not native, but we'll do bonus mm. episodes maybe for the... We'll talk about things. Maybe that's a cool thing we could do for maybe our Patreon. we could do like a cryptid. We'll do uh, bonus episodes, yeah. and the bonus episodes will be cryptids in oh. the U.S. Cryptids that are not native, but just cryptids of the U.S. This one went from uh, the U.K. and traveled to the U.S. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah I never heard about that. He's a... Uh, he'll belch fire into your face. Um, oh, that's not fun. He's a serial groper um, <laughs> <laughs> that bounces uh, hither and thither, and he has bat-like wings Ew. and pointy ears like a bat. I don't like that. A serial groper. He's a serial groper. He just touches everyone. He's like, oh! yeah, he knocks on your door, and then, so there's stories. He knocks on your door, uh-huh. and then a woman answers. And okay. then he gets a melon and and makes sure that it's the size of her breast and then grabs it and then spits fire in her face and then runs away. He's like, hey, nice melons. And he just runs away. He's like, nice melons. And he blah, spits Dad, fire in her face. I've never heard and then of that. goes, I'm off. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. If, I mean, if we can cover that on a future Could be bonus Spring Hill episode, Jack. Yeah. But I think it's uh, since. Amazon isn't a groper. Yeah. I, I think it was probably Amazon. No groping going on there. He goes on to say, my son was the only one who encouraged me to file this and to do it anonymously to protect my identity. Who's his son? His son's all, come on, dad. They're going to think you're crazy. Put it on Reddit. Put it on all <laughs> the viral things that we do. Yeah. Put it on the, the space, the space uh, posts and all that stuff. <laughs> I know what I saw was real, and even though I have no explanation as to what it truly is, I know that what I saw was flesh and blood. I am a Christian man who believes that there are things that come from other planes and stalk the people of Earth, and that only my faith is what protects me from these things. Have you noticed it's I know. always religious people who are like, I don't believe in that, like, but they're spirits. I'm a Christian. But there's spirits. But there's spirits. Yeah. There's ghosts and there's ghouls. No, 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 no. There's not. But he's a Christian. But you believe in them. <laughs> but I believe in the ones I want to believe in. It's very uh, interesting when uh, people use that as a... Yeah. They got to put that in there. I'm you, a Christian. You believe in all or you believe in none? I don't... Yeah. I don't think there's any like uh, middle ground. No. If you're saying that there's a ghost or a mm-hmm. spirit, then there has to be a ghost and a spirit. So, well, I believe in the many worlds theory... Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I believe we live in uh, a simulation. Simulation. I believe we live in a simulation. That's very scary to think about. I don't like that. Why? It doesn't matter. Because I want to be in control. But you're not. But I am in control. Oh, okay. You're probably I just choose. a battery hooked up on a on a, like in a tube like the Matrix. I choose to drink this Coors Light. Ooh, I want a bat squatch. <laughs> I know that my faith is strong, and therefore I am protected, and I hope that I never see this thing again. Thank you very much for your time, and have a blessed day. That was in Chicago, Illinois in 2017, only a few years ago. Reports have surfaced regarding the strange flying humanoid said to be haunting Chicago's eastern border along Lake Michigan. So this is another Chicago story. This report is of a large bat-like humanoid flying over... Calumet Park, I hope I'm saying that right, or Calumet Park. 
similar to the earlier sightings reported on here. So this is another sighting from UFO Clearinghouse, which is a really cool website. You can find like different stories of cryptids and all these other stuff. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. This happened on April 27th. Doesn't say the year. So I don't know how recent this is. It was during the World's Fair. <laughs> the H.H. H. Holmes was there and he had the Murder Hotel. Yeah, he had Minnie and what was her name? Minnie and something else. Hi, I'm Minnie. Minnie and Denny or I don't know. He had two stupid ladies that he conv- that's a different thing. He We're not was a flim flam man to say the least. He but, was a flim flam yeah. man. He was a scammer. <laughs> Con artist will you. Oh yeah. So this person goes on to say, I was out with my son by the banks of the little Calumet in the lake on the northwestern side off of Hetchwich Park at a spot where we have had some success catching fish in the past. It's located by the trestle bridge that runs east to west over near 130th Street. See, Chicago, there's all these numbers and streets where we live. There's like none of this stuff. Well, those are eastern cities mm-hmm. that were built at grid systems. It's very different from what I know. Yeah, those are grid systems. So that's why it's like, hey, we're going to 21st and 2nd or yeah. something like, like they they And then you go, oh, okay, that makes sense. You mm-hmm. sunk my battleship. You <laughs> F24. Here, we're like, hey, go to 8th Street and uh, Union. What? What? Why? What are we? Union? Oh, California and uh, yeah, we got Martin it. Luther King. Don't go there. Don't do it. Don't do that. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Don't go there. You will get shot. Yeah, for no reason. Because <laughs> well, you were there. Mm-hmm. It's a spot that takes a little effort to get to, but it has some payoffs in catching some medium-sized catfish. Ooh, I love some catfish. Ooh, I can do some catfish. Mm-hmm. We got to go fishing soon. Oh, man. We haven't gone fishing in, we gotta, in a few oh, months. We got to go camping. Burn camping, some, too. Oh, and get that catfish. Ooh, <laughs> have a catfish fry right... Oh, man. Got me all excited just yep. for saying that. Thanks. <laughs> it was about 7.30 p.m. and we were packing up our gear when we heard something that sounded like train brakes when the train slows down. The problem was there was no train going by at that moment. When the train goes by, you usually feel it going by. You also hear it as it's pretty loud. But on this day, it was quiet with the occasional sound of trucks or cars going by. We heard the sound again and saw something fly from our left toward some trees on the other side of the river. We thought it looked like a giant bird, but it was solid black. Within a minute, we heard the sound again, and this thing went straight up and then over the Tussle Bridge and headed off down the river. This thing was unlike any bird we had seen in our lives. It was solid black and had been the size of a full-grown man. It had wings that had been... Almost 10 feet from tip to tip. It flew up out of sight for a few seconds. We couldn't really get any details as this thing flew like a literal bat out of hell and was still on the other side of the river. That's pretty scary. That kind of sounds like the other story we just heard. Yeah, that's nuts. With the crazy wingspan. It could be Batman. (laughs) It could be. I don't know. But, But he's by the lake, so I don't know. This is crazy, man. Uh, Camazots, I I didn't know that there was actually like a creature like this, and mm-hmm. I love it. And I love the Mayan culture. It's like so crazy just to like do a deep dive into their background and stuff like that. Yeah. So awesome. But now he wants some brats. So he went to Chicago to go try to find some. Hey, and he probably liked that deep dish too. <laughs> 
We're going, and you're going to like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I eat a deep dish in Chicago, I will like it. My wife will get kicked out because she's like, I just want a hot dog with ketchup. And I told her, oh, if you do that, I will, I will walk away. <laughs> we just kicked out, of, kicked out of Chicago. Kicked out of Chicago. Aww. All of a sudden, our show gets canceled. <laughs> Everyone yells at us. We, we're homeless Aww. because we lost everything. Oh, man. Nuts. But I'm not going to do that to you, Chicago. <laughs> we stood there and watched it fly away. I was just blown away. But then my son pipped up and said we had to read about some giant bats sightings that have occurred in Chicago lately. Maybe this was one of them. So this is interesting. So I didn't know Chicago has a real big, like, giant bat sighting history. Wow, I'm going to look into it. We packed up our gear and got the hell out of there and as fast as we could. We didn't want this thing to come back to us and see us there as we were not supposed to be fishing there in the first place. Later that night, my son showed me the websites where the reports were listed and that it led me to the report of this sighting. I'm sorry that I couldn't give you more details on this thing, but frankly, I thank my lucky stars that we weren't close enough to see any details. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was just another story that I found uh, regarding Chicago for this giant bat sighting could be camazots could be batman it could be spring hill jack spring hill jack i don't know yeah he's a little nasty man over there yeah cool is that the end of your stories yeah that was the last one that oh I had. man okay so let me tell you guys my story oh so this is probably four years ago maybe mm-hmm. so 18 17 something like that so we live in bakersfield so for all y'all who know where Bakersfield is, it's north of LA off the 99. You got kind of go off of the five, but the five goes all the way up to Cal. You know, I'm not going to bore you. Everybody in California, you got to take the five to the fourth to the, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do all that. I'm going to do all that. I'm sorry. I lied. I'm going to do all that. Cause you got to know where this is. So you turn, you see the man with the big head and the turn left, you see the tree with the limp arm and the turn right. So <laughs> we're going to Morro Bay. So Morro Bay, central California coast. So we're going to Bakersfield. So we're in Bakersfield and we go to the five. Mm-hmm. So we're the five north to the um, to Lost Hills to the to the 46. So we get to the 46. And then if you go towards Shandon, that's a 41. Yeah, my wife's got family in there. Okay. So Shandon is like, it's a back road. So you don't have to go through all the vineyards and stuff. There's mm-hmm. small vineyards, but it's not all the big vineyards that are going into um, Paso and Atascadero and stuff like that. This will mm-hmm. pop you out right into Atascadero from 41. So anyway... So we're on 41 and we're driving and it's, it's probably about seven o'clock on a Friday. So we're, we left after work and we're kind of like, yeah, the kids are already with your mom and dad. They're already in Morro Bay. So let's just, let's just cruise. We, we don't have to worry about anything. We mm-hmm. got the dogs, all that stuff. So we get around Ella's Vineyard. I don't know if you guys know where that is, but it's on the 41. So we pass Ella's Vineyard and there's another one. That's another vineyard right past that. And then you get through this windy road where there's a bunch of trees everywhere. Mm-hmm. We turn this corner around this farm and we get, we get onto the road and I'm like, I see a shadow. My wife's car has a um, sunroof. So it was open. So we can see like the, the blind was open. So we could see up on top. Like I see this shadow. Cause there's a couple of streetlights mm-hmm. and I'm all, what the heck is that? And then my wife, cause she's not driving. She looks up and she's like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, okay, so this road is really curvy and you're only going like 30 miles an hour, but it's yeah. like every 40 feet, you're making like a, like a 30 degree, like a 30 degree turn. 
So it's a it's a sharp turn. If you speed up, you're you're doing these like you're you're whipping around. You're doing this really sharp turns back and forth, back and forth. But serpentine, serpentine, serpentine. You're doing this. <laughs> and this area, my son. Every time we go through that area, he's always like, "I think there's big face because it's so it's so wooded that he thinks that there's Bigfoot there." Yeah. So that's how I'm just trying to paint a picture, right? That's how many woods and there's a lot of cattle and farms and, and stuff around this area. We we live in a rural kind of rural kind of area. When we, once you get out of the quote unquote city. So it's real rural. There's all these trees everywhere. Mm-hmm. And every turn we make this damn thing has its whole shadow on top of us. Oh God. So I'm like, is that an owl? And if it is, I'm going faster. Cause you know, I don't like owls. <laughs> you you're weird. You like owls. I'm over there like on res dogs. I will stab an owl in the face. I'm not looking at it. I don't like owls. So this thing is like following us. And it keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. We turn, 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 and it's on top of us. And we see this big wingspan. It literally followed us for probably like four miles. And my wife, you know my wife. She is freaking the hell out. (laughs) Was it going blah, blah? Well, hopefully it wasn't. I don't know. (laughs) She was looking up. I was driving, looking at the shadow. She was looking straight up. And I'm going, what is it? You were hitting the NOS. You and were just she, like, Whoa. no, it's a it's a Chevy Traverse, so it's a grocery getter. <laughs> oh, okay, we are not hitting the NOS. <laughs> and she is. I'm looking. She's looking up, and I'm like, "What is that?" And she's like, "I don't know." I'm like, "Describe it. Is it a is it a vulture? Because there's a lot of vultures around there. Yeah. Is it an owl? Is it like what is it?" And she goes, "It's black, and it's probably like six feet long." And I go, Jesus. wingspan, it's six feet. She goes, it's huge. And she goes, I don't know if it's the shadow or I don't know if it's the wingspan. She goes, but it's following us. It was Batman. It freaked us the hell out. We got through the woods and we popped out in a Tascadero. And right when you pop out in a Tascadero, there's like a Rite Aid and a, a, a yeah. Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. and all that crap right there. So once we got right there and started going down the hill to Morro Bay, it was gone. But that whole 41 for like three miles, two, three miles, it was following us. Scared the crap out of me. I'll pull over. Yeah. Your tags are overdue. I am (laughs) here to serve you your papers. That is crazy. Yeah. But I, to this day, we talk about it sometimes and she's like, I don't know what the hell it was. So maybe it was. Camazots. Camazots. You wanted to, uh. You wanted your armpits and your yeah. Well, well, I know a lot of owls are like harbingers of death and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Bat, the bat squatch Cabazots, he's a, has a harbinger of death and all this stuff. But yeah, no one died. Like we were, we were fine. Yeah. I, I think I went fishing, I ate some fish, uh, <laughs> got some 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 crab or something like that. I don't know. It was great. We had a great a, trip. Yeah, but, but I mean, maybe freaked us the heck. Whatever out. you saw, that is crazy. I don't know. I don't like it. Hmm. So that was our episode today, guys. I hope you guys <laughs> like it. Yeah. Um, if you have any stories, creepy tales that you want to submit, go ahead and send them to infoibionetwork.com. Yes. We will read them. Again, if you sent in your review and have not gotten your stickers yet, please send us a message and say, hey, uh, no worries, but didn't get stickers. So you might have passed me by. I will shoot you three, four, five, two, seven, eight, nine, one, probably like three or four oh. stickers. Um, eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Is that the number? Yeah, it is. Okay. So I'm not going to send you <laughs> that many stickers, but I'll send you like three or four or something like that. Two, okay. three, four. I don't know. However many we have, I'll, I'll shoot you some stickers, you know, as a make them up stuff. But, yeah. you know, so sorry about that. That's my bad. That's on me. 
But if you want to get on the sticker giveaway, you heard all that stuff on top of the episode. I'm not going to repeat it again. Everything we're going to have is going to be in the show notes. Hope you love this episode. And remember to check out Indigenous Prints because they got the shirts. They got the swag. Yeah. Make sure you please follow us on Instagram at Indigenous underscore Tales. We're trying to get our followers up. Just share our page. Like it. Follow you know, our numbers could be at the tippity top and we need your help. They're not, we don't have enough, as much followers as we do downloads for episodes. Yeah. Cause we've got a lot of downloads for this podcast and mm-hmm. we only have like what? A hundred followers, maybe something like that. Yeah. So we know some people just don't do social media. I know I don't. So, I mean, if you want to maybe share it with your friends or family, you could do that, but please just help us get our followers up. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to have a Patreon soon, so you can follow us on that. And give us your support. Yes. So please do all that stuff. Just follow. Look at our show notes, please. We have we have update stuff during the during the week. And mm-hmm. if you did not follow us and did not catch our previous um, little snippet from Thanksgiving weekend, you will know you will not know that we did not have an episode. <laughs> yeah. So you got to follow us. We have updates, stuff like that. We're gonna post some really cool pictures of everything we do. We're gonna promote um indigenous prints we're gonna always take pictures with their swag on because we want to help another native uh uh, business you want to help another native business out yeah and if you want to help a native business such as ourselves all you got to do is like us and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I'll say Apple Podcasts because a lot of people are like, what the hell is iTunes? Just do Apple Podcasts. The yeah. same thing. It gets a little confusing. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. Just do, like, like us and review us. Five stars, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all the other places. So mm-hmm. if you have all of them, like all of them, just, just <laughs> hook us all up. Download them all the time. Yeah. I don't care. Just we're trying to get up there, and uh, that's one way you can support us. And I'm also a veteran, so you'll be also supporting a veteran-owned company. Yes. So please help us out. We love you guys. We hope you had an amazing holiday, and uh, we don't have any updates. No, I don't think we do. And until next time, I'm Joseph, and I'm Gabriel. You will be remembered by the tracks you leave, and remain close to the great spirit. spiritually connected to the earth and understand the spiritual 